and happy Hanukkah. Welcome back to D-Cup, the Disney Channel unoriginal podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Megan. Each week we watch a DCOM and discuss the good, the bad, and the unfortunate to help us find <laughs> out where it fits into our ultimate DCOM ranking. This week for Hanukkah, we will be watching the 2003 hit Full Court Miracle. Sabrina, can you hit us with a summary? A group of young Jewish basketball players in search of a coach stumbles upon a professional basketball player to help their team out of their major slump. Wow. What a plot. Truly. (laughs) Lovely. So we decided to do this movie because today is the first day of Hanukkah. So we wanted to watch the only Jewish movie that Disney Channel has ever put out, Full Court Miracle. And originally, we were going to have a guest on the show. One of my dear, dear friends from childhood and adulthood, Jenny Slotnick. Jenny is Jewish, and we wanted to have her come on to share her perspective because, you know, she's grown up in the synagogue, and we wanted to hear her thoughts on whether or not she thought this was a good representation of Jewish culture and just kind of like what she thought of the movie in general. Unfortunately, we weren't able to make the schedules line up. However, Jenny still wanted her thoughts to be heard, so she went ahead and watched the movie, and she wrote up a little thing that she wanted us to read on the podcast. So I'm going to read that now. I'm excited to hear this. Yeah, me too. So this is what Jenny said. I remember getting so excited when I heard there was going to be a Jewish movie on Disney Channel. Every year in school and on television... Everything was focused on Christmas, but finally there was one thing that focused on Hanukkah. Although this movie was fully about basketball and I had no interest in basketball whatsoever, I did not mind watching it over and over again because the themes of Hanukkah and Judaism were portrayed so well to me. They added little Jewish phrases and jokes throughout the movie, which helped keep it focused. They also did a great job keeping with the theme of Hanukkah by carrying it throughout the entire movie. My favorite part of the movie is at the end when the fuel for the generator lasts longer than it's supposed to. I feel as though that was just the icing on top of the relationships that they used throughout the movie. The relationships help to explain the story of Hanukkah to people who may have not even heard of Hanukkah. Something that I thought about when I was watching this movie was that it is so much better than the more recent Hanukkah movies that have come out. I watched a quote, Hanukkah Hallmark movie a couple years ago. I say Hanukkah loosely because probably about 25% or less was actually about Hanukkah and the rest was still Christmas themed. When Full Court Miracle was advertised as a Hanukkah movie, they were correct. It was a Hanukkah movie that helped to include those Jewish children who may get left out during the holidays, but the Hallmark movie did no such thing. (laughs) So that was Jenny's thoughts. I loved that. Yeah, that was interesting. And I do agree with like a lot of her points, even as an outsider's perspective. And I I think she had really great perspective. And I'm so happy that she was able to write something else for us to read on. Yeah, yeah. I especially like I love what she said about how, you know, I feel like a lot of Jewish children specifically when it because, you know, this is Disney Channel, a lot of Jewish children do feel left out in this time of year. And the fact that Disney Channel was like, let's make a movie about Hanukkah. And I don't feel like it catered 
too much to like a non-Jewish perspective. I felt like the movie was very Jewish, but it explained it in a way where people who aren't familiar with Hanukkah could understand it without really spoon feeding it. You know, I feel like I feel like you learn a lot in this movie, yeah. especially if you don't know much about the story of Hanukkah and Judaism. I yeah, I think it it explains it enough, but it doesn't over explain everything to the point where they have to explain every joke and explain yeah. every like little phrase. Yeah. And that's something I really liked and something that Jenny mentioned was I like how they didn't shy away from the cultural aspects of Judaism, how they do have a lot of very like specific Jewish jokes in the movie. And like, you know, Jenny referenced that, how they do have these jokes. And, you know, somebody who is not involved in a synagogue might not get them. But it didn't matter because this movie isn't for everybody else. You know, this is a movie for those kids who want to watch a movie about the holiday that they celebrate. Right. And it it makes me sad to hear like the very few Hanukkah movies that have been made are not good. And I'm surprised to hear that, that they're still about Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, where's the market for this? Like, obviously, there is a whole group of people who celebrate this holiday, I just don't understand how there haven't been more quality Hanukkah movies made. Yeah. Also, like, not even just Hanukkah movies. I can't really think of many movies that focus on Jewish people that aren't Holocaust related. You know, like, there's not a whole lot of movies about Jewish people just living. You know, I, yeah. Yeah, It's a lot about the tragedy. Yeah, and I, I liked that and, this wasn't a tragedy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it was talking about like a very happy time in mm-hmm. these families' lives. And I I think having that and the way that she said that this was one of the better Hanukkah movies is surprising because I like I haven't watched many if any Hanukkah movies and the fact that this Disney Channel original movie yeah is one of the better ones just mm-hmm. makes my heart kind of break because I'm glad this movie exists but like why is there not why isn't more? there a market for this yeah I mean there is a market like, but people don't want to cater to it for some reason and it's a holiday just like Christmas like I understand like there are so many Christmas movies and stuff but like Almost too many, I would venture to say. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Way, way too many. And I love me a good Christmas movie. Oh, I do too. It is oversaturated. Like, bring in some Hanukkah movies, please. (laughs) Bring in some Kwanzaa movies. I don't know. Give me some Eid. I don't know. Any any religion holidays. Give it to me. (laughs) Give us something new. Help people learn about these other holidays that are so special to so many people yeah why are we not singing or seeing more of those movies yeah but yeah thank you so much jenny for sending that in i really wish we could have had you on um maybe we can have you on in the future for another movie that you really like but uh, we really appreciate you sending in that little blurp so sabrina what did you remember about this movie from when you were a kid so i actually don't have any memories of this movie. I remember the name and it, I feel like it was one of those movies that I would just 
kind of like turn on in the middle of it. Like, you know, during the holidays, it would just be playing and I would just kind of jump in wherever. But watching it, there was nothing that, you know, jolted my memory or anything. So I didn't really have anything going into this movie. And it was kind of a clean slate for me. I am the opposite. I remembered that it was about basketball. And then I remembered that like, the story of Hanukkah, like from the Torah, is in the movie. Like I remember in the playoffs and the the power in the generator lasting longer than it is. And it's like the story of Hanukkah. I didn't really remember like the plot other than that. However, there was a line in this movie that like threw me back to 2003. And suddenly I was five years old playing with my Polly Pockets on the carpet again. <laughs> and it was the line where Lamont looks at one of the kids and like he's telling them like what part of the body they are in the body that is the team and mm-hmm. it, that kid was like coach what am I and he goes you're the butt baby <laughs> <laughs> that line I was like whoa it was like I had a that's so raven moment where I was like <laughs> <laughs> you're the butt baby I love it that's incredible <laughs> like I that line that line was like somewhere deep in my subconscious and it unlocked a box <laughs> oh my gosh man so this movie has a 44 percent audience score on rotten tomatoes and in my opinion that's anti-semitic <laughs> <laughs> i that's low i i that's do agree too that low. is low <laughs> That's too low. That's a bunch of haters. I think that's awful. That This movie deserved more than that. Way more. The movie was written by Joel Silverman, Joel Kaufman, and Donald C. Yost. So uh, Joel Silverman has a few movies on his IMDb. This one stands out because all of the other movies on his IMDb are all R-rated, and most of them are R-rated, like, beach movies. Oh, Yeah, this is the only, like, kind of family-friendly thing going on for Mr. Silverman. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then Joel Kaufman. Yeah, Joel Kaufman and Daniel Yost are kind of a writing duo. Sadly, Joel Kaufman passed away in 2015. But together, they also wrote another DCOM, Miracle in Lane 2. They love miracles. They do, and so do I. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I, I'm a big fan of a miracle. It, it it does something for the soul. The movie was directed by Stuart Gillard, who we have seen before. He has directed many a DCOM, but most famously, both of the Twitches movies. So good to see him back. Let's hop in, shall we? Let's, let's, please. What, so, what are some things you loved? Well, I, I have something that, and I, I, I just need to see if, you got this vibe or if it was just me and my weird brain. Okay. There were certain scenes that gave me high school musical vibes. (laughs) Um, Okay. I'm glad you're reacting this way. (laughs) I, I wrote down the wildcats have nothing on the lions. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. But here's the thing. It gave me, High School Musical vibes, like the intense free throw scene yeah. is like now or never vibes for, but then I I wrote down during one scene, High School Musical vibes, but opposite. 
And <laughs> it was when Alex is explaining the meaning of basketball to him, to his mom. Yeah. And I was like, this feels very like Troy Bolton just wanting to like sing, but his dad wanting them to play basketball. Yeah. But like for Alex and his mom, it's the opposite. Yeah. And so I was sitting there and I was like, oh, this is interesting. I'm getting so many High School Musical vibes from this Hanukkah movie. (laughs) Also, the scene where it's like right before the playoffs and the boys just start dancing on the court, like choreographed moves. Honestly, (laughs) one of the cringiest parts, but it was so funny. I, I disagree. I loved it. No, I, it was so bad. The dancing was so bad. It was so good. The I Philadelphia Jewish School for Boys Lions walked so that the East High Wildcats could <laughs> run. And I will put that in print. I, I'm with you there. Honestly, <laughs> like they really started the trend and then the Wildcats made it big. You know, we really should rank what the superior basketball movie is once we watch them all because we have this we have luck of the irish and then we have high school musical we got to see what the superior basketball movie is we'll have a small separate ranking for basketball yeah. movies. <laughs> maybe we'll have like someone from the nba come on i don't know um oh, producer sure. can you make some calls can you make that happen let me text the lakers real quick see if we can set up a lunch i would like uh lebron james yeah they said we'd be in touch Okay. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad that you brought that up because, that yeah, it, this is the High School Musical, but without songs. It just like it. There were so many moments that I was like, "This, why is this High School Musical?" And I didn't know if it was just me. No, but not I'm, at all. I'm very glad you also. If High School saw Musical that. wasn't a musical and was also set in an all boys Jewish academy. <laughs> It's full court miracle. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's get into what we liked about this movie. Okay, there are specific characters that I am just in love with. I would like to start off with the lead, Alex. I think he did such a good job. We love a short king who can play basketball. A five foot. <laughs> basketball dreamer and he's good he's the best one on the team i (laughs) he had so much drive and passion did that you couldn't help but be like he's gonna make it one day i know also i think the child actor did a really great job i agree i i would put him in like top tier child actors we've seen so far yeah and i and i have to bring up Richard T. Jones, who played Lamont Carr, one of the best, one of the best actors I think I've seen in a DCOM yet. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely incredible. Lamont Carr, we're going to have to make like a lot of like sub rankings. Like we should give out superlative awards at some point. (laughs) Maybe, maybe on our hundredth episode. I don't know. But like Lamont Carr, one of the best characters I think we've seen. Yeah, I completely agree. Absolutely. He was so real. Like, I didn't feel like he was acting anything up because it was a Disney Channel movie. I felt like he was a real grown man. Yeah. There was who didn't know how to talk to kids. 
Yeah. Yeah. There was never a point where he was like unbelievable as a character. Yeah. Never. Not one. He was so good. That's what I loved about this movie is like, I feel like in some of these DCOMs, people are like acting it up because it's a kid's movie. And I love that they played the realism throughout this whole movie. That was so important, I think, to the story. And it, I think it played so well. I agree. Another character that I loved was Rabbi Lewis. <laughs> Rabbi Lewis! Played I... by R.H. Thompson. You are you are listing every character I have written down that I love. The rabbi? Loved him. <laughs> phenomenal. He was so good. So good. So funny. He had his like subtle funny moments, but then he yeah. had like his wisdom that just... I made you explode you're like wow this man is everything (laughs) perhaps the best like guiding adult we've seen yes i i don't like we're giving out a lot of best ofs in this episode (laughs) yeah i i gotta say he's one of my favorite of adults of the decoms that we've seen yeah rabbi i loved rabbi lewis so much and then i loved alex's dad i thought he was so he was so silly and fun, but like you still respected him as a parent. But like, he also was super supportive and like so loving supportive. to Alex. Yeah. And his, I thought the actor's performance was so grounded too. Yeah. Like even playing like the goofier moments, like I believed that he was just such a fun, loving dad. Yeah. I, I adored him. Yeah. I um, do, speaking of his parents, I, Although I have some qualms with his mom, mm-hmm. I do like that they made her like a working mom. She wasn't the yes. stereotypical like housewife kind of mom. She was the doctor, the, you know, yes. I mean, not the breadwinner because the dad also had a job, but, you know, she took her job very seriously. And mm-hmm. although Which for 2003, I, showing like a powerful woman as a doctor. Yeah. It was, I was not expecting it. And I also think there's a stereotype of Jewish mothers. Yes, there is. That they, Absolutely. they didn't lean into. I, I, I agree. Which I, I was happy to see that. I think that's what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, although she wasn't my favorite character. she I, We'll get into I, that more because yeah. I agree. But I do like those aspects of her character. And I wanted to make yeah. sure I brought those up. Yeah, I feel like they they leaned away from stereotypes almost entirely for this movie, and I appreciate it. Which it was probably made by like a mostly Jewish creative team, which makes a difference. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like if you're going to write a movie trying to represent a certain group of people, you need to have people from that group on the creative team. Yeah, and that's you know we've seen so many movies that. <laughs> do that so poorly they yes. they do it all wrong because they don't have anyone there who understands and knows whatever side that they're coming from for the movie and it's yeah. i'm so happy they didn't take that direction and they actually had yeah the people who knew what they were talking about and knew the story knew the life knew the mm-hmm. family and could write it as well as they did yeah. I thought the script was very good. 
I'm going to be honest, like, I didn't think about the script very much, which in my opinion is a sign of a very good script. Like nothing stood out to me as, okay, I'm not going to say nothing. (laughs) I was going to say, there were like one or two lines that I was like, "Mm." one or two lines, but also, and like one or two, like uh, little additions. We'll get there. But I thought the script was very, very good. I'm going to throw it back to Lamont. Another thing that I loved so much was Lamont's relationship with Alex, but also the fact that they took the time to develop his relationship with all of the kids who weren't the lead in the movie. Yes. Like there's a scene in the movie where Lamont, who if you if you didn't watch the movie, Lamont is a former NBA basketball player. He had a knee injury. And Alex, like, finds him playing basketball, just shooting some hoops at a local park and convinces him to coach their basketball team because they suck. And there's a scene where, like, Alex's grades have fallen, so he's not at practice. And Lamont is having, like, these moments with all of the individual kids. And he's, like, helping them with different things. He's having, like, little jokes with each of them. And I thought that was great. You really don't see movies take time with the ensemble very often Mm -hmm. and i loved it i loved that they had a moment where the lead wasn't there and the other lead got to interact with every single one of the kids and it was about the kids not just the one boy yeah i agree i also on that i absolutely loved that the final shot in the playoffs was not by Alex. Yes. I was so happy that they didn't make it about him, that he yeah. made the final shot and he was the hero. I was so pleasantly surprised. And yes. I think they did so well with including the ensemble cast in this, where obviously like Alex was the lead. His family was a part of the movie as well, you know, and then him and Lamont's relationship but they did not forget about the other boys on the team. Yes. And I think that added so, so much to this movie. 100%. Oh my goodness. This is something that I truly loved a lot. (laughs) I keep saying I loved it, but I loved a lot in this movie. But this is a very big one for me. I have never seen a Disney Channel movie. I don't know if I've seen a Disney movie that tackles homelessness. And that was really big for me. So if you don't know Lamont, he has like, he's he didn't leave his family, but he's like left his family in another city to go to Philly to pursue uh, a basketball career. He wants to get on like a professional team again. And he's living out of his van for, I, I would say like maybe three fourths of the movie. And I, I thought that they, I thought that they handled the topic of homelessness very well. I agree. And I, it was another kind of unexpected turn. And like, of course, when he like drives away in this van, I'm like, is he living in that van? I was like, why is he driving like this big kind of stereotypical, like creepy van? And I was like, that's an interesting choice. And I'm like, oh, and then I just kind of forgot about it. Cause I was like, oh, maybe it's just like a Disney thing. Like they just decided to do this, but then turning it into what they did in the story, I thought it was such a great moment with him and Alex, when Alex finds out that Lamont is living in his van 
and kind of hearing more of his story, I was so, so happy that they didn't just have Lamont as the professional basketball player. They went into his you know, his knee injury, his life, his family, how hard it was for him to be at this point in his career. And it it honestly made my heart so warm yeah. to see these like moments, especially between like a young boy who wants to be a professional basketball player, having this hard conversation with a professional basketball player and yeah. seeing that it's not all that it's cracked up to be. But like with Lamont, he is passionate about what he does yeah. and what he wants to do. And he's still following that dream. And I just, I feel like you saw Lamont's situation through such a such a strong lens of empathy because of the way it was written and directed. You know, especially if you're a kid, you don't really understand all of the things that can happen to you in life that can lead to being homeless. Yeah. And I think that they did a great job of showing that this can happen to anyone. And being homeless isn't a a bad it isn't something that's that happens to bad people. It's not a bad characteristic. Like they didn't portray him in a negative light at all. I just I think there are a lot of pitfalls. It's a tricky subject. Yeah. And I think that they did it so well at at showing Lamont with so much empathy. And I think it shows it, I think it would it does a great job to show kids that you need to have empathy for people who are in situations like this. Yeah. And I also loved seeing Alex help Lamont and yeah. you know really trying to figure out how to help him out of this situation. And for those of you who don't know, the Alex's dad is a real estate agent and there is a condo that he's trying to, that they establish towards the beginning of the movie. And Alex helps figure out a plan for Lamont to stay at this apartment so he can stay and help the basketball team. And it was one of those moments where you see Lamont kind of fighting with himself and like, I don't take handouts, you know, and seeing kind of the shame around being yeah. homeless and and it was just a moment where you can see that their relationship is more than just Alex needing his help for his team you can see yeah. that he genuinely cares about him and to see that especially in a young boy mm -hmm. was very very heartwarming yeah i i just i loved it props to the writers and directors yeah. I, I just thought that was amazing. I, yes. I do want to bring up, I think, my favorite scene of the entire movie. Yes, um, absolutely. That is a scene when Lamont and Alex are talking after Lamont announces that he's leaving to go yeah. be on a professional basketball team. Mm -hmm. And the scene is Lamont and Alex in, I guess, office, I think it was. And... Alex doesn't want him to go, you know, like yeah. he, he needs him to stay for the team. And, you know, they were doing so well and Lamont 
calls him out for like being selfish and like this is the monster dream and like he wants to go and he can't give up his dream just to you know make Alex's dream come true and stuff like that and it was one of those very deep emotional scenes that I loved to see that wasn't between family members yes because we get a lot of that between family members in a lot of these Disney movies but seeing it outside it like a, a of that mentor. dynamic. Yeah. And because it's not a family member, Lamont doesn't have any reason to not be honest and completely upfront with Alex. And so mm. I think it takes down that that wall of like, yeah. oh, we're family and we love each other. And, you know, we have to, you know, and it, it was just one of those things that I really loved because it was different than a lot of these emotional deep moments in a lot of DCOMs. Yeah. No, I love another scene that I really liked a lot was the scene where Lamont goes over to the rabbi's house for dinner and they are, it's the rabbi and his wife and Alex and Alex's parents. Cause I guess Alex's mom is on the board for the school, for the Academy on hiring. And they're trying to convince them to hire Lamont as a basketball coach for the school. And they're eating because it's like Hanukkah around that time for Hanukkah. They're eating very like traditional Jewish meals like filter fish. And, you know, there's some other things. I can't remember the names, but there was a moment where I got concerned because I was like, oh, are they going to do the thing where it's somebody makes fun of a cultural food for being like, quote, different and like, you know. And you had that moment where Lamont kind of looked at it and he was like, Kafilta fish. And they were like, no, here, try it with this. And he tries it. And I was so happy because Lamont was like, this is delicious. And they had like a whole like moment. <sighs> the The rabbi's wife brings out another food and it's another like traditional Jewish meal. And I can't remember the name of it, but like she brings it out and he eats it too. Wasn't and he there was, like it was something liver. It was liver. a liver. Yeah, something. yeah. It was like some sort of liver. And he ate it and he was like, "Oh, this is so good." And I loved that. I was really happy that there wasn't a moment where we made fun of somebody's cultural dishes. And instead, I, I actually ended up liking that Lamont was like kind of hesitant at first because it's for kids. Kids might be like, oh, like you can recognize that that's different, but I'm going to give it a try. And oh, it's actually really good. So I, I liked that moment a lot. It was also a scene where they had some more like learning moments for those who are not Jewish because yeah. you have Lamont who is not Jewish and not used to these traditions. And you have the rabbi there and his wife who are, you know, talking about the importance and the significance of these meals and what it means. And I think that was such a nice added moment. Yeah. Cause in that moment, the, the non-Jewish audience members are Lamont, which is yeah. really cool how like they were able to create that atmosphere. Like Mr. Stuart Gillard applause, <laughs> <laughs> applause to the director. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, and also this movie was really funny. It was. They were, okay, I I have to say, there was a moment with Lamont where it was just after he was doing drills with the boys or something, 
And he goes, okay. And you think he's going to say something positive. And then he's like, that was terrible. I was like, that, yeah, that's exactly how it would go. The movie was a lot funnier than I expected it to be. I chuckled out loud throughout the entire thing. Yeah. I also loved the moment when the one boy uh, tried to bribe Lamont and he was like, (laughs) I'll give you an extra like 10 bucks if you never, if I never have to hear 1755 again. (laughs) And I was like, Honestly, me. I, I would be that person. And it was so funny. I like the moment where Lamont was telling one of the kids who has a hot head. He was like, when you start getting hot headed, think of something sweet. What's the sweetest thing ever? And he was like, Rebecca something. And yeah. Go, and first of all, Lamont, amazing actor, was like, oh, Rebecca. <laughs> and it was like the moment was just so beautiful and grounded. And I loved it in a wonderful asking acting aspect but and they also it was funny back. they also <laughs> they call back to that moment at the end which i loved where the kid was like i love you rebecca and then they cut to rebecca in the crowd and she's like oh <laughs> i was like oh that's cute like that was funny i do want to say another scene that i loved was the scene where alex's friends like the other boys on the team help alex study to retake yes. this test because they were helping him in the way he learned, you know, they weren't trying to like, okay, let's sit down with a book. They were like, okay, if you, you know, learn stats about basketball so easily when you're, you know, dribbling around or whatever, they're like, let's learn it that way. And they were truly like genuinely trying to help their friend. It was and so good. It was such like a genuine moment. And it was a fun, cute little scene that I'm so glad they had. This whole movie was just beautiful it was genuine and it filled my heart with so much joy there were a lot of scenes in this movie where like i was watching and i threw my hands into the air celebrating with the team and there aren't very many movies that i feel like can like move you to a physical reaction where like Mm -hmm. i i I felt all of this energy in my body to the point where I had to like stand up and be like, yes, woohoo! And oh, that just, also, this is just a me thing. There is just something about an inspirational sports movie that really speaks to me. And it's funny because I I don't do sports. (laughs) I don't sport. I don't sport. I I played softball a little growing up. I was bad at it. I like I I I understand football. I really I don't like basketball very much. But there's any any sports movie that's motivational, like team building, especially if it's with kids, you got me. I am hooked. <laughs> it's a little niche that you your heart yeah, there has. Are, there are very like specific genres of movie that really like have their hooks in my heart and you'll discover a lot of them as we go on throughout this because like disney channel makes some of those genres of movies <laughs> it, mine it'll are definitely fun. dance movies mm, I, in yes, general i don't yeah. care if the acting is bad i i love dance movies <laughs> yeah, yeah well your favorite movie is step up three so yeah uh, so <laughs> Honestly, incredible. But but I think we all have those like little genres that 
are maybe not well loved by everyone. But they're but, always very specific. Yes, absolutely. Like, another one for me, I love a magician movie. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I don't think you did know that, but like... Listen, I, I lived with you <laughs> for <laughs> way too long to not know that. I... <laughs> that's so interesting it's a secret you learn something new every day huh i know (laughs) so i guess i guess it's time to transition into negatives i have really i have a few a handful of like little negative things i didn't like and i have one very large one it's my biggest issue with the movie which one would you rather hear first uh let's go for the big one let's go for the gold okay I do not like how any of the women in this movie are written. Absolutely. Yep, that's my that first is, couple that points. Is, I feel like that is the only huge tragic flaw of this film. Is And it's not that there aren't enough women in it. Because I understand that this is a movie about an all-boys Jewish academy. So there's not going to be a lot of women. But... There are ways that you can get around the fact that you don't have a lot of women. And the way is you write the women really well. Like in Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is one of my favorite shows of all time. There aren't very many women in it. But the women that they have are the strongest, most powerful, amazing, interesting characters that I've ever seen on television in my life. I could gush. About, about Ted Lasso and also about the female characters specifically, yes. but that's not this podcast. That's not that. <laughs> so I'm going to hold myself back. We're going to produce, but, uh, go a, we're gonna produce a Ted Lasso <laughs> podcast. Just um, Ted Lasso. Yeah. So like that is my example of how it can be done. There are only three women in this entire movie and none of them are written well. And we'll talk. Let's talk about each one of them specifically. Okay. The mom. Alex's First, mom. I have to say, she was unnecessarily rude and disrespectful to Lamont. Awful. And to also, the point, to the point where I thought she was racist. No, honestly, like, especially at that dinner scene that we were yes. just talking about, she would roll her eyes at him. She made the all like the most awful faces towards yeah. Lamont. Like whenever he spoke, and I was like, what is this? Like, yeah. what is happening? And I, I, hate I this. don't think that it was intended for her to come off as racist, but that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, like, and, uh, and I don't think that was an intention just because of, you know, everything else they had going on. It would have been like a lot to add in that, that subplot because it's yeah. racism can't really be a subplot. True. Very true. But so I don't think that was intentional. I don't know if that was the actress, but it, yeah and there was also like when alex shows up to tell her like we made it to the finals she was not excited or proud of her son in any way she was like disappointed and i was like he went from losing every game to making it to the finals and you have nothing to give in support like no she was just apologies to all my friends moms listening she was very bitchy (laughs) Yes. No, she was bitchy. And I could have gotten behind the whole I need I want you to be a doctor basketball is a distraction character. If she had 
acted like she cared about him at all. It, yeah. Like, I did not believe that she loved her son. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and it was awful to watch. Like, him with his dad, incredible. Loved Amazing. that relationship. Him with his mom, I was like, I never, ever want to come in contact with a person that is like this mom. She was terrible. Like, she was just Awful. awful to him. I I did not believe that a person like her existed. And I know that there are parents because I have friends who have parents that are like, no extracurriculars. You have to be a doctor. You have to be a lawyer. That is yeah. a parent that exists. But there is love behind that in a lot of cases. I didn't believe that this woman existed in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just it wanted was, to fight her. <laughs> yeah. Like, there were so many times where I just wanted to like, slap the look off of her face like i yeah. just hated the way she looked at her son looked at lamont the way she treated her son like yeah. it was just it was all from this kind of disappointed mm-hmm. unloving place and i felt so bad for alex yeah like he didn't deserve like, that this husband divorce her <laughs> Yeah, honestly, he deserves better. (laughs) He does. He was great. Another woman that was tragically written horribly was the principal of the academy, Mrs. I can't remember the teacher's name, but. I don't remember her either. (laughs) She just, she was also somebody who I was like, is she also racist? No, honestly, I was like, why are all the women in this movie, like, just so like full of hate and just like spiteful and just like it, she was she was awful to Lamont. She she followed him home to see where he lived because she suspected that he was homeless, which he was. Also, when they were having the freaking little coffee, the there's a scene where the basketball team is doing a fundraiser and instead of like a lemonade stand, they sell coffee, which hilarious. Yeah. Um <laughs> And it's out of school hours. It's probably like a Saturday, but they're trying to make money to pay Lamont. And the teacher drives by and sees them and was like, something fishy's going on here. And then she like called Alex's mom. Girl, mind your damn business. What What was that? <laughs> they are I was pissed. <laughs> I was like, first of all, you're not on the clock. It, this is not after hours. Why do you care? Mind your business. Also, the fact that you know, she suspected he was homeless. And instead of, you know, coming at it from like a place of empathy and being like, oh, like we need this for the form. But like, if you don't have a place of residence, like you can talk to us, you know. No, she was like, I got to find out if it's true that he doesn't have a house. So she can not hire him. Like it was like a yeah, way no, she, of not helping him. <laughs> yeah, no, she, I, I definitely think it was like, if she had discovered that he was living out of his van, she would have been like, he's a vagrant. We can't have him around exactly. the children. And oh, yeah. I hated her. It was, and awful. the third, the third woman, Julie, the unnecessary character. <laughs> now hold on. I, <laughs> sorry, that was aggressive. I apologize. That was a tad aggressive, but I'm also interested now. So (laughs) please continue. I think Julie should have had a bigger part. And here's the thing. I was hoping Julie would, you know, come around in the end. They did not use her 
at all. She was, also, there was no point for her being there. And I was hoping that she would have a point because she was the cutest girl. She seemed so interested in basketball. And I was like, what if like she helps them on the team or like, you know, she starts playing with them at like the park and she gets better or something like, yeah, I would love to see her integrated into this. Can you they explain don't. real quick to the listeners who Julie is? Because we haven't mentioned her this whole movie. <laughs> okay, so Julie, you don't get much, but Julie is one of Alex's friends. She also, the only reason I think she is also a part of sports is because she wears sweatpants under her well, uniform. Well, she played basketball a little bit with Alex. Did she? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Did she? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, that's how they underutilized her. She's but, just his friend. You know? Yeah, she's just his friend. But she does like show up at his games and supports them, and which is very nice. And she calls him out all the time. I love she that. She does. She does call him out. Because Alex um, doesn't like to pass the ball. Yeah. She, yeah, she definitely kept him in line, which was great. But other than that, she did nothing. They they just could have had her in more. I feel like they, I feel like maybe she had more and then they just cut a lot of her scenes. Maybe. I don't but know. I, I was, I wanted more from her. I was interested. I was like, <sighs> who is she? Like, what is she doing here? Like, why, he, like, why is she a part of a story? She's his best friend, I'm assuming from the neighborhood because she, it's implied she goes to like some sort of like all girls Catholic school because she's in like a uniform. Yeah. And she's not Jewish. So I think they're best friends. And then it like it kind of hinted that maybe they have a crush on each other. I don't know. Maybe I was adding that. But I was I was waiting for that to happen and then it didn't because I was gonna be like, oh no, another like throw-in love story. But yeah. I'm kind of glad they didn't, but I also was like, but what why is she yeah. here? <laughs> yeah. Hold I on. just they they needed more. Yeah. And that that's very sad because I genuinely love this movie so much. However, <laughs> the women are written so poorly yeah it kind of felt like julie was just like oh let's throw in a young girl here yeah we like, need a gal they didn't like flesh her out in any possible no way. they were just like get a lass we need yeah. a lass exactly <laughs> <laughs> i i do have one thing other than the, the women the women were my big note as well but i think I, I loved how they included the story of Hanukkah and how they integrated it into the story. But I did feel like the connections of the Hanukkah story to Lamont specifically, like those ones where it's like his license plate directly match like the, the story of Hanukkah. Um, it was just a little heavy handed for me because it kind of made it like, oh, OK, so this is exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. And I wish it was just a little more subtle. I did like how they, you know, went through the story of Hanukkah and helped, you know, those who aren't familiar with it, understand yeah, it, like it a little Judah bit more. Judah Maccabee and everybody. I And I loved that scene where it was like super dramatic, like the daydream of them on the court yeah. and with the narration um, of the story. I, I loved that scene. I thought it was yeah, I did so too. fun, so creative. But I just felt like, a lot of the times it was like really thrown in your face. Like this is what is happening. Like it is the story of Hanukkah. And I was like, I, I get that, but we don't need to like <laughs> scream it. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. 
I I agree with you. I didn't like that, like, they played around... I think they played around too much with the possibility that Lamont was a ghost. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> they, they let that go on a little too long. <laughs> yeah, I think that they could have... I think they could have fixed my problem about the ghost thing and your problem with the heavy-handedness by just alluding that, like... They need a Judah, and then Lamont shows up, and he is their proverbial Judah. I think yeah. that we could have gotten that without them being like, he's the ghost of Judah Maccabee, and then exactly. being like, he died 2,000 years ago, and they're like, perhaps he is a ghost. And then they like ask Lamont a lot of questions, and a lot of Lamont's life aligns with the life of Judah Maccabee. Yeah, I thought that was a little heavy-handed. If they had just, like, not done the thing about Lamont maybe being a ghost, I think it would have yeah. solved both of the problems that we had. I, I agree. Yeah, it was like, I'm I'm glad they had it intertwined into the story, but there were some parts that I was like, I could do without that. It seems like yeah, a lot. But although I did love the line that Lamont gives when Alex asks if he's a ghost, and Lamont is like... I've never known a ghost with bad knees. <laughs> I also love that line. It was so good. Another scene where I wish there was just slight uh, changes is when Lamont plays basketball with an NBA player, it was Jerome Williams. And it's just kind of this small scene where you see them like quickly playing basketball with each other. And then it cuts to a different scene. And then you find out who that player was and like yeah. what the whole purpose purpose of it was. Because as I was watching that scene, I was like, why is this here? Like this feels very yeah. unnecessary. And then they explain it after. I wish, and to explain it here, it's a scene where after they play basketball, it's where Lamont says that he is leaving the team to go play professional basketball because Jerome Williams helped get in contact with the professional basketball team. And I wish we saw that conversation. I yeah. wish we saw that moment where Lamont was given his opportunity and he had to take it in and say, like, I have to go leave this group of kids that I've yeah. been coaching yeah. and go follow my dreams. Like, I wish we had that moment with him. It would have been a great moment for that actor. Yeah. And I think it would have been absolutely yeah just it, it would have added to so much more like emotional or it would have been so much more emotional yeah in the next scene i think yeah there's a shot in this movie well i guess it's kind of a scene and also a shot that is so dramatic and i hate it <laughs> so in the movie alex is is very into basketball and he's getting more and more into practice and everything and his grades start to slip and he gets a c on a test a c minus and, and i can't remember like where alex is but there's a shot of the kitchen and alex's backpack and the test is sticking out of his backpack and you can clearly see c minus on it and his mom finds the test and this scene is shot as if she has found four pounds of pure heroin in his backpack 
It is so dramatic, her reaction to this C- minus on a test, not a midterm, not a report card. It's just a test. And she acts like her son is doing hard drugs. I, I want to, okay, a pet peeve of mine. That happens in so many like TV shows and movies where they have like a bad grade or something that's like from school specifically sticking out of their backpack and it's like obvious that the bad grade or whatever is on it is sticking out so everyone can see it no kid would get a c minus on a test knowing that their mom would murder them for it and put it just sticking out of their backpack they would probably hide that they would leave it at school they would throw it away (laughs) like i don't understand why that's a thing in so many TV shows and movies. Well, it's so that we can have this dramatic moment because there's also like super dramatic music with it and the, there's a Zoom and it oh was just gosh. too much. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot. Okay. I have a... Re- oh, yeah, go. Sorry, really quick. This is a very... This is a funny moment. Um, there was a little, a little clip that I didn't know if we needed and... It's it's where Lamont is driving home and Alex is following him on his bike to see where he lives because he wants to go see if he's a ghost. And we see shots of Alex riding his bike through Philly. And there's a quick moment. (laughs) Do you know what I'm about to say? Where he jumps his bike. (laughs) He jumps his bike. And it's so quick. And I was like, now, did we really need that little BMX moment? What did that add? (laughs) absolutely nothing and i thought it was so funny (laughs) it really i I was like oh okay (laughs) are we in the x games alex (laughs) (laughs) i i do have a few like small things that i wanted to bring up yeah now the scenes where they are playing basketball like actively playing basketball especially at the tournaments and the finals Mm -hmm. the playing is so bad i mean they are not (laughs) and i don't know basketball very well but I've watched enough of like my brother play basketball when I was younger to know that these kids were not doing anything to keep each other from scoring. Also, the very first basket that was made in the final game, that boy was traveling so hard. <laughs> there was no way the ref wouldn't have called that. I, I didn't like, notice that. I was like... I told oh, you I'm not really a sports just, person, but I love the movies. <laughs> like, I just, I did not understand. I was like, they did not even try to make this look complicated <laughs> or difficult. I honestly, Sabrina, not to like, not to insult you, but I can't believe that you called traveling on a kid just now. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't believe that you got that. <laughs> Literally, like, okay, I... I understand and I like basketball more than most sports. And also my brother grew up playing it and my dad coached him. So I went to okay, a lot of that um, makes sense. games like that. Sports, for those listening who don't know me, sports are not my thing. Never been my thing. So, and maybe I'm wrong. Watch someone watch this movie and they'll be like, she, no. <laughs> she has <laughs> no idea traveling? what she's talking about. Um, but it was just one of those things That's that so I... I noticed that I was like, they aren't even trying to make this look difficult at all. Yeah. Another thing, there there was a small shot, or it was like small multiple shots, where it was right after Lamont teaches the boys how to shoot. And Lamont's shots in like in the scene right after that look like they're in a studio. 
Like it looks <laughs> like the lighting is way too good and it's all very bright and white. And he's standing next to like a fence. And then I the know reverse what you're shot of the boys looks so different. It yeah. just looks so out of place. Yeah, I thought that that was maybe like they had to reshoot some of his scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just did not match. And then, of course, my continuity pet peeve. There was a moment where the mom takes a bite out of toast. And then there's <laughs> a big chop sound <laughs> that is edited in. And then she's carrying around this piece of toast that has no bite mark out of it. And I was just like, you didn't even try. Like, why? Why did this happen? And it's That's small, so it's insignificant. But to me, I was like, you literally edited in a chop sound. You couldn't give her a piece of toast with a bite out of it. That's so funny. What is this? But yeah, just small things. I don't really have any fashion notes for this movie. I think the only thing, I have two small ones. The Kiss Me I'm Kosher apron. Amazing. Very funny. Very Loved cute. it. Loved that. And then Lamont's cream colored suit. Was Actually, everything. I did write that one down. <laughs> Lamont's suits? Hold on. <laughs> he looked so good. <laughs> like, I was like, now look at this tall drink of water. Hmm. Yeah, top tier. I mean... I... Lamont. Yeah. That's all I gotta married. say. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> to his high school kid. sweetheart. Very cute. That was really sweet. I know, and his kid is really cute. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I want to hear some fun facts about this oh movie gosh. if you got them i i do and they're so fun so i don't know if you knew this but this movie was based on a true story what <laughs> wait hold on <laughs> <laughs> before we started recording i told sabrina to act surprised when i said that because she knew, already I, knew it i literally and wrote it in the summary and she was like take that out <laughs> like take that out that's my one fun fact and i think she did a great job did you guys believe it that she was surprised sound off in the comments (laughs) (laughs) Uh, let us know i tried so hard to find more about the fact that this is based on a true story there's nothing there's (laughs) nothing out there i found an article from 1995 that is the extent that I found. And apparently it's just Lamont Carr. There was a real man named Lamont Carr who played for UVA and he was in the NBA for a little bit. It just said it's 1995 and Lamont Carr is coaching a summer basketball camp at a Levi's Jewish Community Center in Boca Raton. That was the that was the extent of the That's article. <laughs> yeah, but so another fun fact I have is apparently... Now, I found this on, like, the third page of Google, so I don't know how credible this is. <laughs> but so apparently... Sources, <laughs> apparently, the real Lamont Carr served as a consultant and coached the child actors in the basketball scenes. Interesting. Yeah, so they tried. Also, they tried. this is a fun, a fun fact about Lamont Carr. Lamont Carr was the first black basketball player to graduate from UVA in 1976. Cool. Yeah, I wish there was more available to learn about this, but like Lamont Carr I mean, doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> I mean, I do think it's cool that it is based on or like inspired by a true story. I think yeah. that's a cool element. I feel like you don't get that a lot with especially DCOMs, but Disney movies yeah. in general. So I think that's really cool. Plus, it's a great story. 
the fact yeah, that it absolutely. actually happened like that's really awesome yeah oh there's something i meant to ask you earlier i guess i'll just ask you right now okay where are these actors now oh right yeah i actually um i can tell you so i have alex d Linz, who played alex in this movie very office he made, of them <laughs> i know love that he made his acting debut at the age of six in 1995 <gasps> And continued to appear in both TV and film, including Max Keeble's Big Move. I Um, love Max Keeble's Big Move. I haven't seen it in so long that I can't remember it. I haven't seen it in forever, but I remember it vividly. I loved that movie. (laughs) I need to watch it. Um, We're going to do it on the podcast. (laughs) Okay, so wait to watch it for this. Got it. (laughs) Noted. Um, He also was in the medical drama series Providence and Home Alone 3. And he also then ended up quitting acting in 2008 to attend UC Berkeley. I know. He attended UC Berkeley where he graduated with a Bachelor of Arts in Science, Technology, and Society in 2011. Well, that's cool. There's not much else about him. I, I was, well, you know what? Good for him. <laughs> yeah, him and Lamont Carr have something in common. There's nothing on Google about them. I, do you know what? I love that. My dream is to just like be an actor and get regular work and interesting roles, but nobody knows me. <laughs> I get that. I feel that. I feel like my introverted self would absolutely love that. Yeah. So I, I love that he's living a very private life. I hope he's doing great. If you're listening out there, boy who played Alex, we love you. <laughs> you did great. Thank you for your work. <laughs> uh, and I also have Richard T. Jones, who played Lamont. Lamont. He has been active in TV and film since the early 90s. And Ooh. he's starred and guest starred in some really big TV series, including... Grey's Anatomy, Hawaii Five O, and Criminal Minds. He has also been in a plethora of films. <laughs> I mean, like multiple scrolls worth of films, including Super Eight, the 2014 Godzilla, and mm. his most recent movie, uh, Round of Your Life. And he currently plays a main character called Police Sergeant Wayne Gray in the ABC crime drama, The Rookie, which he's been a part of since 2018. Wow. He is also a preacher and a minister. (gasps) He is? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I want to hear one of his sermons. I I mean, this man, I can't imagine that they aren't incredible. He's so inspirational in this movie that I just can't help but think that his sermons are wonderful. Yeah. And I, the fact that like this man is doing work, I mean, he wow. is continuing doing work. You know, I'm um, also a minister. I did know that. And I am very proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. I just, we have something in common. <laughs> you and Richard T. Jones have yeah, so much in we're, common. We're wow. both ministers and we're both crazy good at basketball. Yeah. Yeah. It's really an insane. And uh, we both have really bad months. knees. that's uh that's called two truths and a lie you all figure out which is the lie (laughs) minister good at basketball or bad knees (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. The, I think I know. <laughs> but sound off. <laughs> don't don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. <laughs> uh, so I think so, it's time to wrap up our thoughts and yes. try to put this on the ranking. So what are your kind of final thoughts wrapped up in a nice little bow? I I really enjoyed this movie. I did like it a lot. And I have to be honest, like sports movies aren't a big thing for me, but I did really enjoy this one. I thought it was very heartwarming. There were some great moments, some incredible actors. And I honestly think Richard T. Jones is my like top favorite actor of all the DCOMs so far. He just did a phenomenal job yeah. in this movie. And I loved that I learned a bit during this movie and I I got to see into a different, you know, side of life for a lot of people and like a different tradition and a different holiday that means so much to so many yeah. people. But it wasn't in a, you know, kind of form where it's like educational or, you know, really like thrown in your Yeah. I I think it was really well done. And although there are some things that I like the women and just some of like the smaller things that I wish they would have fine-tuned a bit more. I did enjoy this movie, but I have to be honest, I don't know if it's one that I would go back and watch again. Mm-hmm. I may, but it's not one that I'm like, I would absolutely 100% go back yeah. and watch this again. But I did really, really enjoy it. Yeah, And I think the performances and the script and the storyline were very well done and also very inspiring. Yeah. I I loved this movie. It left me with such a really happy, warm feeling inside. It was funnier than I expected it to be. I actually teared up in parts, like certain parts just like kind of moved me. I loved the Jewish representation. I want to throw it back to this amazing thing that Jenny wrote that we read at the beginning of the podcast about how much that means to kids is Mm -hmm. like seeing your culture represented on the Disney channel, you know? And I'm so happy, especially hearing it from her, that it's a good representation and it's well done. That's yeah. very exciting, especially from a decom. Yeah, absolutely. I I really, I just, I loved the movie. Overall, I thought it was great. I thought that they handled a lot of things really well, like homelessness and cultural differences and representation. I just think it's overall a really good movie. Also, like, if I didn't know it was a decom, I wouldn't have thought that it was like, a made-for-TV movie. I would have thought that it was just like a regular Disney movie. And that's saying something, in my opinion. I also do want to say, I I would recommend for people to watch this movie. Although, like, Absolutely. I, I don't know if I'd, like, watch it again or, you know, if it came on TV or something and it was on, yeah. I would watch it. But I would absolutely recommend this to, especially young kids, so they can see how, like, incredibly full this culture is. And... And it helps them see a different side, especially those who aren't of Jewish faith. And I think it can open a lot of eyes and a lot of doors for kids. And I think that is absolutely amazing. And I'm happy that Disney did this. Yeah. 
I I think I would watch it again. I really enjoyed it. You really can't beat that fuzzy feeling that you get from watching just a feel-good movie. I don't celebrate Hanukkah, but I would watch this every year at Hanukkah. <laughs> like, I, I really enjoyed it. Or maybe like if I'm feeling down and I need like a feel-good movie, I would put this on. I really, I enjoyed it. And for the ranking, I don't know if you'll agree with this, but I, I am, I, I am... I have a movement and I am petitioning to put Full Court Miracle in the number four slot above Twitches. Oh, wow. Okay. I was not expecting that. Okay. Let me, let me tell you where I got. I was thinking it's, it's around read it and weep. And here, here's the reason why I, when we did read it and weep, I was like, Good movie, like solid. It was fine. Probably wouldn't watch it again. Now, I would watch Full Court Miracle over Read and Weep. I do have to say that. So I I I loved Smart House. I so I I find it hard to put it above Smart House, but I I could I can maybe deal with that. I could settle my reasoning for putting it so high is because I thought that it was so good that it transcended the TV movie. I like, I think it could be like a regular Disney movie. I think that they handled some really heavy themes very well, like homelessness and cultural differences. I thought the script was really good aside from the tragic flaw of women. (laughs) (laughs) fortunate <laughs> i know i think it was really good and that's why that tragic flaw is why i wouldn't put it above halloween town i wouldn't put it above yeah. number four i i would put it above smart house just because i feel like a lot of the questions that we were left with really tore the plot of smart house apart and i just i think that the cultural representation and how well this movie was written really mean a lot to me and I think that it's an excellent decom. I think it's one of the better, well-written, just like solid script. I don't think it's good for a decom. I think it's good for a movie. And I, I can agree with you there. I, I like, I do love this movie. And I think I also have to remember that I didn't have any nostalgic connection to this movie. Yeah. And I think I, and I'm an incredible, incredibly nostalgic person (laughs) so i need to remind myself like that's not a big factor in this so if you look at like script acting right production i i can give you oh hold on hold on okay i can give you above smart house but like i think i may be able to give you above twitches because thinking now thinking now especially about the script and about the production of it and i think i love twitches and smart house so much but i Mm -hmm. i do too i do too please no one think i don't love those i i think i'm gonna i i think i can agree with you above twitches which i was not Ah! expecting but i i (laughs) which is Honestly, surprising to me, but now after going through everything and talking about everything, I 
I think I can agree with you. Yay! Thank you. Oh, I'm so excited. So that puts Full Court Miracle at the number four slot out of the nine movies we have watched so far. Next week is our 10th episode. Whoa, that's wild. (laughs) That's crazy. Wow. And for our 10th episode, we'll remind you all of the ranking at the end. But I am so excited for our 10th episode. Please join us back next week. We will be watching the Disney Channel original movie, Go Figure. Oh my gosh. This is the it's the first, it's the first movie of December. It's starting to get cold. So we thought, why don't we watch a cold movie? I yes, specifically. <laughs> <A> cold <laughs> That was that's literally just our thought process was like it's December, we're gonna run out of Christmas movies if we start them now. Let's pick a movie that's cold ice skating. <laughs> <laughs> and I do have to say the poster of this movie specifically is burned into my brain. Yep. <laughs> and I I have not seen it in years. I could not tell you the plot, but nope. The poster is burned into my brain and I cannot wait to watch it again. I'm very excited. Yeah. So, Megan, where can you find us on the social medias? Well, as always, you can find us on Instagram at Disney Channel Unoriginal Pod. Please follow us. Please, please do. <laughs> we also engage a lot on our Instagram and we would like yeah. to have more engagement. We do yeah. polls. But also not too much. Like, we don't post too much to where it's annoying. Yeah, we only post around the days. Podcast day. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if you like us, you can rate us five stars if you feel so inclined. It also helps other people find our podcast, which we would love. And you can also leave us a review and let us know what your favorite decom is. Yes, please let us know. Give us ideas. I'm so curious. Wow. Well. Oh, until next time. (laughs) Um, Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Megan. And I'm Sabrina. And you've been listening to D-Cup. The Disney Channel unoriginal podcast. Dun, 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 dun.